All right, welcome back everyone to talk to Tatiana's show. Um, and today I have Elton Kwa with me. And Elton, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world. Uh, thank you, Tatiana, for the invitation. So uh, for those that's listening to me for here, uh, my, my background, so I'm basically a B2B market research and my expertise is in content marketing and also lead generation digital marketing uh, strategies. So uh, I basically do write-ups of uh, tech and entrepreneurship columns in uh, marketing in Asia. So that's uh, basically where I share a lot of uh, entrepreneurship kind of expertise and uh, marketing essence in Asia base. So that's where I am. Uh, currently, I have also a podcast called Tower of Online Business Podcast that, that aims to educate entrepreneurs on creating sustainable online business. And hopefully through my life journey sharings, I can combine both Western and Eastern perspectives of uh, better futures. So that's a brief info about myself. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing. And so um, how long have you been doing what you do now? Uh, I've been... St- I started this business since like 2009. So I think probably now it's more than a decade <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. Okay. So, yeah. um, uh, I mean, I know, yeah, I know that it's been over a decade and, and how did you get into, so it's your own business, right? Uh, yes. So how does it started? Basically, I have a background in electrical electrical and electrical engineering so that that's kind of my degree when i first uh, when i graduated and i worked for in for engineering professions about six years before i embarked on my own ventures so that's a brief history about a professional career path and so and and as an engineer did you did you share or did i miss it if i miss it i apologize Uh, as an engineer did you work in engineering before this and um, and talk a little bit about a little more about kind of how, how, when, and and you've been prompted to to start your own thing. Ah, uh, okay. So that is a very interesting perspective. Like I have worked in a uh, two multinational companies. <laughs> um, basically, it's in ABB as a first company. It's a uh, European called Asia Brown Brewery. Um, that's the first ones. And then the second one is like a warehouse logistic distribution. So I was actually working in the projects in China for the period of like two years before I left the company to start my own business. So what's the sparking moments like uh, when I actually doing a lot of engineering work and talking to people? So one of my previous uh, work colleague, he was doing his own online businesses and I actually stumbled into him like one of those uh, meetups and coffee chats. So he was... Sh- uh, explaining about how is this business uh, that he's in and he needs some help. And then that's how we come together to work as a partners. And I get started my business in uh, Singapore, which is a different country than I'm currently based in. So that, that's uh, just a little bit history about that. <laughs> yeah, so that's... And that's cool. So you got interested. Talk a little bit more, elaborate a little bit more. Um, you've given me the facts, but what I want to know is, you, you know, you, you saw your colleague kind of... Um, you know, prompting you to, to do this. And what I'm interested in is um, how was the start? Meaning how did you, what experience did you have when you just started out? What was it like? Um, what, uh, where did you even started? How did you know how to proceed, how to grow? Um, that is a very 
interesting perspective for me. So how does this conversation comes about was uh, my friend was doing a lot of um, business in digital marketing training. And that's the story that he I was pulled up as well. And I actually believe in it was he was doing what I think it's called transformational at that point of time. Uh, that was the period in 2009 was where Facebook first started. Uh, if I recall it like around that era and uh, most of the work uh, for his clients, he got a lot of referrals through social media channels. And subsequently, I think that the power of connections through digital was like one of the enticing factors where he can potentially expand the business further. So he was working on like uh, e-commerce and also there's some of the client servicing. So I think that's the kind of like uh, perspective where if I want to be a Zuckerberg in my regions that in South Asia, that would be one of the challenges that I'm really striving to face because in the work environment, like in the professional jobs. So in Asian context, like we used to think of being a engineer, doctors, lawyers would be the career choice of many people. And like building a dream that is not possible to be achieved uh, at such a young age, potentially like, you know, the success stories from the West, that that's how it's actually striving point to try out something new and risk. So that's, that's kind of a attitude that uh, my co-partner and I was in at that point of time. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, um, so you wanted to be like, you said you wanted to be a Mark Zuckerberg of, of your industry. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great aspiration. I mean, um, I think that everyone deserves a bold dream and you basically, that's what exactly what you did. You, um, you create, you set a bold dream and, um, and you went after it and that's, that's really admirable. Um, I love it. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so this is really great. And, um, I'm interested to, to know, so you've been in business for over a decade. You've been working for yourself. What can you say are, let's say your favorite parts of working for yourself and kind of the things that you don't enjoy as much uh well for the real like if you are being entrepreneurs for a long time so versus working for other people i would say that the having the control and like ability to pursue a vision like what's the impact that i want to bring to the world for instance that will be a key drivers like if you can sustain yourself in the business so i think that when I first started, like there's a part that I don't enjoy is actually having to work for longer hours than usual. So even before I left my company, I spent about nine months traveling back and forth between uh, Malaysia, Singapore, which is like eight hours kind of journey, like nine months plus on weekends in addition wow. to my work days. So that is the kind of like one level where you need to build up a lot of endurance. So if you are thinking like current age millennials, like in if I was a millennial at that point of time when I started, it's not easy to maintain such a persistence. <laughs> so that kind of a conviction actually helps to like even I talk to future talents, uh, staff that wants to join in our firms and like you know what do they want to achieve by visions? Do they buy in? So a lot of this actually carries a lot of uh, what I call a self vision. So yeah. Just, just give a perspective, like even the currently is a lifelong learning. So I actually like enroll in a, I was graduate, I graduated from Alibaba's uh, business school, by the way. So it's like a program by Alibaba that helps entrepreneurs. 
to explore digital that's technology cool. to transform their businesses. <laughs> yeah. And that's and you've kept it a secret. Like seriously, we've been talking for eight minutes and you just tell me that. <laughs> ah, I mean that's, that's cool. like a decade. Like it's like it's kind of jogged the memories for a long time. And then like I still realize that oh I'm still learning after even ten years. Of course. I mean, entrepreneurs, I think um, you keep learning forever. I think that if you're a true entrepreneur, you will keep learning new things and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But So, so tell, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about the Alibaba Business School. Tell us about what it, who it was for and what it, how long it took and that kind of stuff. And what did it give, give you? Uh, well, that is an interesting program. So basically... Uh, what Alibaba do in Southeast Asia is a uh, kind of initiative. So they like helping to train up entrepreneurs, basically to understand what is ecosystem in general. So if you know that if you're thinking of Amazon in the West, you have like Amazon Prime, you probably have like the services where you can build logistics. Uh, how do you build in marketing channel services? So we are we actually like try to expose like what kind of capacities that we can copy from uh, mainland China into our benefit of local economies, so in my country. So that, that's kind of a one perspective that I learned from what uh, Alibaba's business school is about. Uh, I think where the practices, like if you know like how Jack Ma shares about his stories, like how to build mission, vision, and values, and then digital kind of strategy. So I would say that in a very basic perspective, so there are some of the concepts that how Alibaba becomes a kind of world known player in the e-commerce like alongside Amazon I, I would say there are kind of like benefits to learn like how these companies grow from small to a uh, large kind of behemoth kind of terminology they use so they focus a lot on like what is customer value meaning that what do I create in my product or services and then what kind of a value that I can give to a customer so that I can be sustainable in my business. So that's actually lead to the spot where currently I'm doing a Tao Online Business Podcast. It's a part of my experience through that journey. That's that's awesome. I love that. And um, I didn't know that Alibaba was doing anything like that. And it's really cool that you got a chance to experience it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm lucky on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love it. It's, um, it's so cool. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, so um, tell me a little bit about um, kind of what surprised you on your entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey. And what I mean by that is something that you have to do that you didn't expect to be doing. Uh, that is a uh, part of where I shared in earlier conversation, like, you know, having to work extra hours kind of before I even left the job and the amount of responsibility that I need to do is actually a lot more massive. So even though I was saying that I have my control, I like my free time, but I didn't realize it comes with huge responsibility. You know, the movies in Spider-Man, for example, with huge power comes huge responsibility. So the surprises yeah. is like, you know, I'm responsible for livelihood of uh, other staff that were working with me. So that's a kind of like something new that I have to handle at that time. So I wasn't like trained in what is marketing, uh, what is actually like accounting, for instance, because I know that you're 
focuses on CPA accounting. So it's like, it's one of my weakest domain, actually. Like, how do I get about <laughs> yeah. doing this? Yeah. You know, I'm, my focus is not only accounting. So I do have a tax firm in New York. It's a boutique tax firm. We work with clients all over the United States. Yeah. But, um, but my, you know, my secondary focus is I also wrote a book to encourage people to start businesses and to do it better and to address the accounting money and other matters, um, you know, and, and do it in a, in a meaningful way so that they're not overwhelmed or anxious about those things. Yeah, I was. So so that's, you know, so it's also my, my focus, uh, my focus is also on that. So not just accounting. Although I must say that accounting is my true love. <laughs> yeah. So probably like if I met you at a time, I'll be a lot more happier life because <laughs> I really hate, yeah. I don't like accounting though. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I like marketing with talking to people, but it's just that I don't like the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not easy for, for everyone. And, but you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, it's just like anything else that you can have, meaning, it's just like any other skill, any other industry. It's just as um, uh, as learnable as you know as marketing. It's just um, it's just slightly different, but actually every industry is um, different. Every industry requires studying, spending time, learning more about it, putting you know investing your time and money um, into, into it. So I, you know, accounting is no different than marketing. It's just a different, um, industry, but it's just, it's just as, as of a skill as, as account, uh, you know, as accounting. So, um, I believe that you should face your numbers. You should know your numbers really well. And even if you don't do the actual bookkeeping and tax and accounting, you still should know what's happening in your business, because that's really what makes a business a business. Without the money part, without the tax and accounting part, it's just a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree now. Like uh, when I look at the, the way how you explain it, yeah, I wish I would be learn a lot more and learn how to enjoy it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to enjoy it to, to be in charge of it. Otherwise, it's in charge of you, I think. Uh, well, I mean, like, uh, hopefully there's a lot of alignments that we can share these ideas as well. Cause I actually like learning more efficient way to manage my business actually is part of what I like to learn. It's just that I don't touch on the accounting systems and tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's really great. So tell me a little bit about kind of, if you, could talk to your younger self if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice maybe something to do differently or whatever it may be um what would that thing be what would you tell yourself if anything um i would say that actually like how to learn to trust my instinct a lot more like probably that's something that i will tell my younger self because when i first started i was kind of like very hesitant to act on certain crucial business strategy. Like, for example, when I first started with a partners and I don't really have a list of checklists, like what kind of partners should I be working with? How do I do joint ventures, for instance? So if I, if you read on the article that I wrote in uh, Marketing Asia long uh, sometime period, so I talk about one topic about how to build effective JV, 
what's the result of my experience like finding a wrong partnerships getting burned <laughs> uh getting cheated so you know in china there's a very funny saying that you can't trust anyone even my own co-workers and that was actually part of the reasons where i left the job because like everybody even my colleagues uh sitting next to my table i can't really share my knowledge to, towards my team members so that's a conflict hmm. of like values so i I think that's a uh, kind of uh something that i have to remind myself like what's actually my real value in my life like you know whether i will appreciate honesty transparency flexibility so so i have think that if you work with somebody uh most people won't leave the company they leave they tend to leave their bosses or the spirits because of the value conflict so i'm not sure hmm. whether that applies in the states as well because that happens right <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's an, I mean it's a different perspective. So I appreciate you sharing it. And in when it comes to partners, I actually have um, I actually have uh, so I wrote a book right that released um, Dream Bolt, I think a couple of mar yeah a couple of months ago Dream Bolt Start Smart, and it's basically universal like it's applicable to anyone around the world. Yeah, um, there is one chapter that's U.S. specific, but also you know I encourage a reader to read through it because it the analysis that I provide is what they should look for when they, you know, hire an accountant or in their own country kind of. Um, but, um, you know, I have a chapter that's actually called, that used to be called when I initially wrote the first draft. So the first title of that chapter was partnerships never work. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, I'm, it's funny. It's funny that you touched on it. Um, um, I definitely don't believe in partnerships most of the time. And when I when I talk about partnerships, I mean active partnerships. So we're not talking about where a partnership where one partner runs the business and the other one just is a passive investor. That's not that, um, you know, that um, setup. But a partnership where two people manage the business um, or separate duties or whatever it is, I don't believe in them. I don't believe that it's it's a good idea. So... Um, now the new title of the chapter is, <laughs> should you have a partner? And then I make a case for not having a partner, but if you already, you know, reading the book when you already decided and you already made the arrangements, then how to make the best of it kind of. <laughs> oh, that's a cool one. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really happy that you feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just coincidental. I have the kind of experience. I just remember that one. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, um, Elton, thank you so much for, for joining me for this episode. I really enjoyed our conversation. I really enjoyed you sharing your um, your journey, your path um, in entrepreneurship. I believe that entrepreneurship is the way. Um, and I'm wondering, uh, kind of as we close out here, if you believe in the same. Do you have any regrets? Do you feel that the only way that you could be happy is to be your own boss? Or is it different? I. Uh... That's a kind of emotional kind of like answers that I will give. So if you ask like right now, like some people get matures after 40, like for men, for instance. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the life priority of that person. So if I think that, you know, if I still like my job for like 10 years doing my business now, and I still think that I still have a heart to ache it out. Yeah, you should go for it. for Because that. that's your life. You got to. I got to take charge of everything that I like. So 
even as I joined SPI Pro. So Pat is saying that probably that's what you tend to believe in. You should yeah. strive towards the best of achieving what you want. So uh, to answer that in brief, for my part, I would say yes. But if my younger self, probably he would say that, oh, well, let's wait for a few years and see whether the opportunity comes. <laughs> so I learned it from Sir Richard Branson, like that opportunity comes in a part of, part of buses. Yeah, and I actually kind of motivate myself by putting in a podcast that one liner so that it reminds me what I said earlier in the younger days. That's cool. All right. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, and for those of you listening, if you want to reach out to Elton and learn a little bit about more of, about his story and also potentially get uh, become a guest on his podcast, um, you will find the notes to that in the um, show notes to this episode. And Elton, thanks so much again for being a guest, for sharing your journey. It was really a pleasure to um, to have you on the show. Yeah, same likewise, Tatiana. Thanks. All right, bye everybody.